Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1839. Today we're going to have some fun and we're going to be playing with Hot Wheels. Here we go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Clayton, North Carolina. I'm playing with some toy cars with a very special guest by the name of Neil Giordano. Neil, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? We're ready to roll. All right. Now, what I should say is, do you have the orange Hot Wheels track set up, and are we ready to release <laughs> the cars? Because this guy, listeners, is all about Hot Wheels. He is so knowledgeable. He's a collector, uh, website. We're going to talk all about that in a minute. But first, before I give you a proper introduction, Neil, what's one little thing that most people maybe don't know about you? Oh, goodness. Um, probably that I once got a speeding ticket on a 12-speed bicycle. <laughs> I'm impressed. Uh, you need a badge for that. So, okay, tell us the situation. Well, it's on base. And uh, if you're familiar with the military, um, Marine Corps bases are very strict on speed limit. Oh, yeah. And by certain areas, there might be a 15-mile-an-hour zone, and we had several. I was running late. I put the bike. It was downhill. I put the bike in the top gear, and I was pedaling like crazy. Yeah. And apparently, I got clocked at 35 and a 15. Oh, God. So, <laughs> I got pulled. I was pulled over by the MPs and uh, written up, and I actually had to go to court because it was twenty miles over. Holy cow! Now within the Marine Corps, on the bases, is court military court, so you're on base and everything. Yes, it's a military court with uh, presiding uh, probably a colonel as a judge. Uh huh. So no, no pressure. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, having and by the way, I want to thank you for your service uh, to this country. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Marine Corps is a special place in our family. My father-in-law was a Marine for 33 years and learned a lot about the Marine Corps. Took me on base many times, and I remember first time we went on base, I actually was driving his car, and he said, "Pay attention to the speed limits." Absolutely. <laughs> He goes, I don't want to get in trouble, and I don't want you to get in trouble. It's pretty wild. So when you go before uh, a, a court, a judge, and the, he goes, you were riding a bicycle? I mean. <laughs> well, that was pretty interesting in itself. He read the charge, and he asked me, how do you plead? And I said, not guilty. And this just blew him away. He was like, yeah. you were clocked. You were clocked by radar. I'm like, I understand, sir, but I have no idea how fast I was going. Oh, and he, res he responded with, that's unacceptable. You have a speedometer. And I'm like, well, I don't have a speedometer. <laughs> well, what do you mean you don't have a speedometer? I said, well, I don't have one. I said, it wasn't, it wasn't part of the equipment. And he goes, you drive a car without a speedometer. I'm like, no, I wasn't driving a car. He's like, well, what in tarnation were you driving, son? Uh. And I said, well, it was a 12-speed bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a pause. He just kind of paused. And of he looked around. He looked at the ticket. He looked up. He looked at the ticket again. And he, and he goes, who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> and the MP that wrote the ticket was, uh, I did, sir. And he said, come and see me. <laughs> you go home, you come here. And I left. I was out. I couldn't get out fast enough. No kidding. Yeah. That, yeah, I, that colonel was not happy. 
No, you're wasting my time here. Uh, yeah, big time. That's pretty funny. Well, you're the first one with that story. So there you go, Neil. Hoorah uh, to you, my friend. Semper five. <laughs> yeah, the speedster on the 12 speed. Well, let me give you a proper introduction and we're going to dive into this world that you have. Neil Giordano is the founder and editor of the North Carolina Hot Wheels website. It's called nchwa.com, which is one of the oldest Hot Wheels websites on the internet. He launched it back in 1996 as his passion for collecting Hot Wheels and one-to-one scale cars was rampant. He is an amateur paleontologist and the author of several pricing books for Hot Wheels. In fact, he priced a bunch of mine. Thank you for that. Found out I had a few cars that were worth a little something. Neil is a Marine Corps veteran, as we talked about, who goes very fast on bicycles, uh, a married <laughs> father of three who also loves to coach for the city of Raleigh, North Carolina, something he has done for 19 years. And when he's not playing with Hot Wheels, he works in the security industry as an operations manager. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Neil, but first a word from our valued sponsor. So sit up straight, be tight. We're with a Marine today. Got to keep uh, keep things in order and we'll be right back. Summer is here, and that means long, hot days. Oh, boy. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality-made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom-tailored for your vehicle, and their accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They are durable. They're dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles. Every time I park my car, my Covercraft sunscreen goes up in the window. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make a really great gift as well. Get your summer deal today. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% 10% off. Use the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. 
So, Neil, we're back. So let's uh, dive a little deeper in the orange corner here to cite my old Hot Wheels track days. Those are long gone, but I still have my cars. I'd love for you to talk about how this became such an integral part of your life, because for most of us, Hot Wheels are part of our youth and then they're forgotten. They're kept in a box. Mom might give them away in the case of what happened to you. I understand. Uh, Luckily, my mom didn't get her hands on my Hot Wheels. I I was in full control. It's a nice way to get the the super fast, which is the uh, match. Box version of wheels turning here on cars. Yeah. So Neil, uh, grab your Hot Wheels and let's talk a little bit about this life you're living. Well, I, it really started back in the uh, late 70s. I was a pretty rambunctious child and my mom, just to quiet me down, would always buy me a Hot Wheel or a Matchbox, depending on what it was. And from that point on, I just, I fell in love with cars in general. The one to one size, the 164, you name it. If it had wheels, I loved it. And uh, I had tracks. I had a Thundershift 500 back in the late 70s uh, where you pump the car around the track for the Hot Wheels track. Yeah. And that became instantly one of my favorite toys ever. Uh, I played it all through a New England winter. If you're familiar with New England winter, you're pretty much housebound. I hear it gets a little cold up there. A little cold. Well, back in the day, it's it, it's changed a lot. It's It's gotten a lot milder. But we used to get feet of snow and you know sub-zero temperatures. But apparently that's not the case anymore. So you spend a lot of time in the house. Mm-hmm. which meant I spent a lot of time with my Hot Wheels and my tracks and my other toys associated with it. Yeah, I had so much fun. I started with the Matchbox like you and uh, then went into their super fast version. And then these Mattel came out with these things called Hot Wheels. And oh my gosh, and the orange tracks had them all over the house. My mom was always, move that thing. I'm tripping on it. And, uh, <laughs> and then got into the Legos and I would build garages for my cars with the Legos. And, uh, you know, it just brings back a big smile to my face. Now, you got so into this that you launched a website, right? That's right. I actually, I took a long break, obviously, in in between from my teen years through the Marine Corps years and uh, early years of marriage. And then I got back into it back around, I don't know, uh, early 90s. The dot-com era finally boomed, and I decided to buy a a domain name, and I settled on nchwa.com, which was North Carolina Hot Wheels Association. Mm -hmm. Um, This was back in 1996, and we all know the the internet was in its infancy back then. Oh, yeah. So really, that makes it one of the oldest Hot Wheels sites on the internet. And it started as a bunch of articles and p- opinion pieces. And uh, But I found there was a lot of people saying, hey, what do you think this is worth? Hey, what do you think that's worth? So what I did is I just made a price guide from Red Lines from 1968 on up through present day. And it covered every car that was issued. Well, most of them. There were some segments that I didn't cover, but mm-hmm. most cars were covered. And it turned into a price guide and it received hits in the millions before I could even blink. Wow. Um, and that really brought about our club, the NCHWA.com, the club that we got that started with seven people on a cold April day. <laughs> Before you knew it, we were throwing shows that were attended by Mattel representatives who were bringing gifts and all kinds of rare stuff to auction. We would do auctions, downhill racing, customizing. We just had an absolute blast. I watched the show go from seven people to over 300 wow. uh, per event. So it was just an amazing time. We, we would do auctions uh, and generate money to give to Duke Children's Hospital. We would write them nice big checks. It was just an amazing time. It really was. It was an amazing time. Well, it's really cool. And when you look at Hot Wheels, let's say you go on eBay to find old Hot Wheels. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. There's so much available there. It's just crazy. And it's become these highly coveted, highly collectible. And and I know that when I sent you, I forget how many cars I sent you, I don't know, 20 or 30 or something, just kind of as a starting point. I, I mentioned I've got a bunch somewhere else and I've got to find those, but the basic ones I had, there were a few in my collection that I was kind of surprised that you said, 
were somewhat pretty collectible and they were cars that I don't really even remember picking. I'm not even sure why I would because they don't really fit with my my taste. Although trying to remember back when I was a kid what my taste was is a little hard <laughs> these days. But one was a, a purple AMX, which I've always kind of liked these cars because they kind of remind me of the car that Mad Max drove you know, back mm-hmm. in the original day, and a Charger, uh, which is gold. Now, when you think about Hot Wheels, I think I know the answer to this, but you can dig a little deeper here. What makes certain models more collectible than others? Well, you can do the Matchbox comparison. Matchbox took pedestrian vehicles and turned them into little 164 models. They weren't particularly exciting. They weren't painted brightly. Uh, they didn't even roll very well, to be quite honest. We're talking about the regular wheel uh era and when when hot wheels came out it was a different story where they went different from matchbox they took a completely different route and went with models that they knew american kids were going to like the chargers the camaros the amcs all of these these muscle cars that was the instant hot Wheels separated itself from matchbox right there their selection of models so what makes one more popular it depends on the model the 67 camaro is probably one of the most popular models, if not the most popular model ever made. Uh, the Charger, was it, it's a very desirable casting. It's hard to find them in good condition. Yeah, most kids, they crashed and burned and uh, were sure. destroyed. And I was, you know, I've always been a little bit of a nutcase when it comes to taking care of my stuff. So my cars look really new. In fact, they almost look like they haven't been played with. But I do remember playing with them a lot. Um, some of them got a little abused. And I know that some of them, when I sent you pictures, uh, I had modify them a bit and he goes well you kind of <laughs> wrecked the value and i go yeah but i was having fun so it doesn't really matter much to me but uh, i think you're right they they had bright shiny colors and they went really fast which was the fun part of these things how big of an industry are we talking about oh uh, the number of collectors has been said to be back about 10 years ago it was said to be 60 70 000. that is such a weak number I would say it's far more than that. The shows that Mattel puts on, whether it's the Nationals or the um, uh, the big shows in California, they draw a lot of people. There's a lot of collectors. There's still a lot of competition for the new stuff that's on the pegs uh, in the stores. It, it's an absolute obsession. People will travel to find Hot Wheels. <laughs> it sounds like when Beanie Babies came out, my wife got a little exactly. nuts. And she's mm-hmm. not really a collector of anything, but our kids were little and she just went nuts. She used to follow the UPS guy when he was delivering Beanie Babies to the stores that she would buy so she could get the first <laughs> the first picks. And I have to laugh because stored away are all those Beanie Babies and my daughter's having her first child, so we'll be grandparents this year. And I asked her, I said, hey, do you want these Beanie Babies? And she said, no. And that leads me to my next Next question is, how much of the younger people, I know my kids really weren't ever that interested in these little cars, and I always had this dream of saving them for my kids. Now, my wife used to say, like, you're going to let them trash your cars that you've saved all these years, but <laughs> but that was what I had in my mind, but they just weren't that interested. Do we see young kids nowadays interested in the vintage Hot Wheels, or is it just they're interested in, in the new stuff? Well. I think the biggest problem with kids, and, and it's going to make me sound old, I, I realize it's okay, that. okay. I'm old too, uh, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest problem with our kids now is that they're so um, they're so inclined electronically. They've got their tablets, their phones, yeah. the, the laptops. So it's kind of taken away from the physical toys. But believe it or not, even when we go to these shows, we still throw some local trade shows uh, through another club that I'm involved with. And there's plenty of kids. And as long as you make it kid-centric, you have the racing competitions and 
let them make maybe a custom card or entering a contest. As long as you involve them, we usually do have really good attendance for the kids. But I still give Hot Wheels as gifts to the boys in my family. So, yeah, and they seem to really enjoy them. That's really cool. Well, I know in the case of a couple of mine, you you told me, oh, well, these things are pretty collectible, maybe worth a couple hundred bucks each. And I kind of went, oh, wow, that's kind of surprising. <laughs> now, it's not going to change my life. So it's like, well, I don't really want to sell them because I've kept them this long. Maybe my grandchild, you know, and I just found out last week it's going to be a boy. So, Congrats. you know, not that girls don't play with cars, but my daughter didn't play with cars. So, and my sister didn't play with cars. So maybe yeah. that's a trend in the family. But uh, at any rate, uh, maybe my grandchild might want to play with these things a little bit. However, there are some Hot Wheels that are very, very pricey if you want to collect them. Can you talk a little bit about some of those? And let's start with the uh, Holy Grail, which I believe is a, a bus with a surfboard maybe sticking out the window. Absolutely. And that's uh, from our good friend, Bruce Pascal, who is the current owner of that one. That one circulated back in the 90s because, you know, with the Internet came a lot of exposure. Yeah. And whereas a lot of these treasures were hidden because, you know, we didn't have Reddit forums. We didn't have message boards. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have any of that. Yeah. So a lot of these treasures were just sitting there unexposed. But finally, you know, with the advent of the Internet, people started sharing things. And that particular pink loading, a rear loading beach bomb. Uh, was originally sold for, I, I don't remember the exact number, but I know the guy that owned it before, Bruce, bought a one-to-one Dodge Viper with it, I think, if I remember the story correctly. <laughs> a real Dodge Viper. <laughs> a real Viper. We got yeah. a real Hot Wheel. Yeah. Uh, and it's been in Bruce's possession ever since. So, But the difference between that and other Hot Wheels, that was actually a, uh, that, that wasn't a common model. There was a prototype. It failed the test because it was too skinny. It didn't go through the chargers correctly uh-huh. you know the little charges that had the two foam wheels uh-huh. and it would send it shooting down the track so it, it wasn't it was it just wasn't you know it wasn't wide enough so they changed it from rear loading and they added the two sides where the boards would go and that made you know that made it wide enough to where it could grip uh, through the charger uh-huh. and go out down the track oh wow. so his is actually a prototype which is what makes it insanely valuable yeah. but what makes others valuable could be a color it could be a short run color could be a different interior. I mean, there's just there's so many variables that make them different from the other. Mm-hmm. Well, Bruce is going to be a guest in a couple of days. Here, we're going to talk a little more with him about Hot Wheels cars. What are some of the other pretty rare Hot Wheels that are out there that maybe some listeners now are very attuned to this? Going, you mean I might have something that might be worth worth <laughs> more than a couple hundred dollars? Well, um, if you're going to go old school, there's there's red lines that are very rare. You got a red Baron with a white interior and. Uh, that was a Tom Daniels design, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, a purple 442. Uh, so really, it just depends on the color. There's a there's the custom VW uh, without the sunroof. So there's just different variables, different variations that make them more valuable. But there's all kinds of things you can look for. And uh, there's a lot of good lists out there uh, with those variations uh, if people want to look them up. And uh, my website lists all of them, for example. So if they want to see what they've got, if there's any kind of value, they can always check the uh, nchwa.com site where they're all listed. I've always said that collecting toys and model cars, and I've had a lot of not so much Hot Wheels maybe, but model cars of things that I may probably will never be able to afford for REGTOs and so forth. It's a way to to sit and look at something that you would really love to have, but of course you're not going to have in your garage and just to kind of surround yourself with and, and enjoy. My wife calls them dust collectors, but uh, <laughs> I, I think they're, they're kind of different than that. If you were going to advise somebody to 
and they wanted to start collecting Hot Wheels, what are some of the best ways to do that? I mentioned eBay because I do a lot of stuff on eBay, but eBay, you know, I mean, you can go and look at one specific model and see all different price ranges and you kind of scratch your head going, well, does somebody not know what they have or is there a reason why their pricing is so much lower? Am I really getting what I want to get? If you're if you're going to be collecting these, uh, and I know we're not talking about millions and millions of dollars, but you can start to spend a lot of money if you get a little out of control with this habit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we all started like, we're just going to buy a couple of cars. Next thing you know, we've got Rubbermaids in the garage stacked to the ceiling, <laughs> you yeah, know, and yeah. it's just the way it goes. I mean, but for people starting out, they need to decide what they want to collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to be a casual collector where they just collect what they like? Uh, are they going to be a completist where they have to have every last issue? Are they going to go online to the uh, Hot Wheels, the Redline Club? Are they going to buy up those special models? Those are all limited editions. Basically, you got to buy what you like. Just like buying a real car. Yeah, exactly. If you go out, if you set out to be a completist, you're going to drive yourself crazy because they just keep pumping them out. Yeah, there's so much out there. Now, if if you're going to collect these things, is it best to keep them, keep them in the packaging? Because when I see people's collections, I go, well, they can't even touch them. They haven't even taken them out of the plastic. But is that the idea? is don't mess with the packaging? It depends. Mattel has a line, Hot Wheels has a line that uh, is a limited edition treasure hunt line where the paint is premium, comes with rubber wheels, they're limited edition cars. Mm -hmm. Those most people leave in the package because they do attain value uh, anywhere from $20 up to several hundred. For example, in 1995, which is the first year of the treasure hunt, it was a 67 Camaro, which again, I stated earlier, is one of the most popular castings. That Camaro currently, I mean, it went from 99 cents in the store at Walmart hanging on a peg to well over almost almost two grand. Wow. Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> but yeah, those you would want to leave in the package. But if you're talking the regular mainline cars, uh, stuff hanging at Walmart right now, it, there's really not going to be much value to those unless it's a rare variation. Only because Ma- Mattel mass produces these cars. So everybody thinks they're going to put them in a Rubbermaid and they're going to be worth something someday. But from 95 on up, people are absolutely stunned when they go, hey, look, I got these Rubbermaids full of cars. I'm going to make a fortune. They go to sell them, and they find themselves lucky to get 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah, yeah. Because Mattel mass-produced, there's no there's no collectability to the mainline cars. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, if you're in it for the value, it's the wrong way to go unless you're going to go red lines the early years, the mid-80s and 90s, early 90s. Or if you're just going to collect the treasure hunts. When you use the term red line, do you mean the red line around the, the wheel tire? Yes, absolutely. Uh, from 68 to 77, I believe. Kind of reminds me of those uh, red red sidewalls that were on some of the muscle cars back in the day. Well, that was in vogue, and that's why Mattel went with it. But back in 77, 78, it, it really was out of style. And they recognized that, and they, they changed the wheel. They, changed, they took the red line off. So dare I ask about how many cars are in your collection, Neil? I'm going to go the uh, the plead the fifth and say I've lost count. <laughs> there you go. Smart man. <laughs> just in case the wife's listening. Yeah, that's that's good. That's okay. You know, it doesn't matter that much. It's just all about what makes you smile and uh, and be happy for sure. Well, it certainly is something fun. And I encourage people out there, if you want to have some fun, uh, this is a neat thing to get into and in the treasure part. One last question before I take a short break here. What are, if you had to list like one or two of the best places to go find cars, what would they be? Flea markets are always good. Um, you never know what you're going to find. I, I remember digging through a bin at a flea market one time, and I pulled out a, uh, a mid-70s uh, Blackwall Corvette. It was gray. It was in such amazing condition. I, I, You know, how much do you want for this? He's like 50 cents. Mm-hmm. And I took it home, and I priced it. I didn't know what I had. 
And I was just blown away to find out it was worth five hundred dollars book oh, value. Bonus. And I bought I, you know, I think I gave him fifty cents for it. Yeah. You know, so flea markets are always good. Marketplace on Facebook, you'll find a lot there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are pricing them out of range though now. So they they hear the name Hot Wheels and they think they've got a fortune, so they want more than they're actually worth. But I'm telling you, flea markets are probably one of the best places because people just want to unload stuff. Yeah. And a lot of them don't check to see what they have. Well, and I'll tell you something that I'm I know is going on right now. Baby boomers are aging out and baby mm-hmm. boomers parents are passing out. Or I should say passing away. They're passing out. <laughs> passing out. That was a terrible thing to say. They're passing away. And so there's these houses that are full of stuff and they're getting liquidated because the families come in. They don't really want anything. They just want to clear everything out. They take it away. And I, I did this recently with a family member of ours. And you try to call people that would come in and help you with this stuff. And they go, we don't want it. We've got too much stuff. Mm-hmm. There's yep. just a mass of things. So uh, garage sales. Yep. Garage sales, estate sales. Absolutely. Um, like you said, Estate sales are overwhelming to the people who are running them. They're most likely to, they just want it gone and they're not going to take the time to value out the stuff. I, I've got friends who found several just they made amazing deals at estate sales because, again, they don't, it's a lot. It's a big job to price out a collection. Oh, it's gosh. huge. Yeah, I, I get so many emails saying my, my father left me these twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, two thousand, three thousand cars. Can you tell me what they're worth? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I had like a week. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a business for you. You, you can pay me by the hour and I'll let you know. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that for free. That would be such an intensive of my time. It'd of course. Amazing. Of course. Um, and I feel bad. And I'm like, you know, it's a catch 22. You don't want to give them away, but you want to know what, you, what they're worth. So you don't give them away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's collectability. It's the same thing in all realms. So, uh, it's a, it's a fascinating thing. We'll take a short break, come back. We're going to talk a little more about Hot Wheels cars. So sit tight. We'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over 133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And coming soon, something new for you Cars Yeah listeners. I'll be teaming up with Craig Jackson on the first ever Barrett-Jackson podcast, coming to your mobile devices every week. Listen here on Cars Yeah and check out the Barrett-Jackson website for unique details on this new, exciting podcast that I'm very proud to be a part of. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine 
smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So we're back. So um, when it comes to, you know, always ask people about a big challenge in their life. Now, since we're talking Hot Wheels, how challenging can Hot Wheels be? I mean, other than when you have a large collection and you start to think, what am I going to do with all these things? And, you know, collecting things can get a bit overwhelming and they can become a challenge because you end up, like you said, with garage full of Tupperware things and your spouse is going, why do you have all this stuff? You don't even look at these things. Is there something you might suggest to people that when collections get overwhelmingly large, how to deal with that? My recommendation is always to start culling through, you know, cull your collection out, cull the pieces that you're not really going to hold interest in or you don't think you're going to be interested in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've all done it. Anybody that's been doing this for any amount of time, we've all, I mean, I sold a couple hundred not, not long ago. Because basically it's like, you know, what am I doing with them? But back in the day, I was a completist and that left me with a lot of Rubbermaids full of cars. <laughs> yeah, completist. So, Sounds like exactly, a disease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, now I'm in the uh, in the process of moving. I'm tired of moving these things. Right. So, uh, you know, I'll put them online. I'll give them away. Uh, we used to give them away to kids for Halloween. I mean, it's just, you know, and you'll watch a little boy's eyes light up. He's dressed like uh, Buzz Lightyear. Instead of candy, he's getting a Hot Wheel in a package. And, yep. it, you know, that makes him happy. Exactly. You know, I've had lots of guests on the show here that have special cars uh, that Hot Wheels made for them, like Magnus Walker and had a guest who was mm-hmm. into Mercedes and so forth. And they would go out and buy hundreds of their car. And then when they would go to car shows, they would hand them out to kids who would come up and find interest in their car, which is a wonderful thing because you think of a little kid going to a car show and seeing a car and say, here's something to take home that's tangible that you can remember this day and then carrying that forward. And I have the first Matchbox sitting on my desk that my dad ever bought me. And it's a red Jaguar XKE. And, you know, it just reminds me of my youth. It makes me smile. I'll I'll never get rid of that one. It's just because it's a piece of my youth and it's so much fun. I always ask my guests about special vehicles in their life. Uh, Is there one maybe special Matchbox? Or I shouldn't say Matchbox, we're talking Hot Wheels. Is there one special Hot Wheels in your collection that really means a lot to you? And and what is it and why? Uh, I would go with the Roger Dodger. Um, The Roger Dodger? Roger Dodger, yep. I got mine back in, I I don't remember what year in the late 70s it was, but I remember I I was sick and my mom bought this car for me and it was uh it was the gold chrome one. I love the looks of it. I mean, I still collect that model today. It's still in, in circulation to this day. It's it's been modified a little bit, but it's still the Roger Dodger. But it had so much meaning to me that it's one of the few from my childhood that I actually still have. And I just remember having so much playtime with it and back when we actually had an active and vivid imagination, not not like now or older. <laughs> so a lot of adventures with that car and it just, it stayed with me over the years. So I love anything Roger Dodger. Now the Roger, Roger Dodger, obviously it's a, a Dodge. It came in a lot of different variations if I recall, right? It did. There were several. I mean, it was, uh, it was designed by Larry Wood back in the day and um, it's been in use almost ever since. The mo- there's been a modification to it. It now has side pipes, which it didn't have before. Mm-hmm. But it was loosely based on the Challenger. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it, it was like a cross between a Challenger and a Charger. I mean, it's 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 tough to. Well, it's got a big blower sticking out of the hood. Yeah, it's got a blown motor, uh, the completely blown motor. Um, it's funny because the front end looks like a cha- like a Challenger, but the back end from the door back, the rear quarter panel, it looks like a '73 Charger. Yeah. So it's just it was an odd mix, but still one of my all time favorites. He took some artistic license in the design of that thing. That's what Hot Wheels did back in the day. That's what Larry Larry had a vision that very few very few had. And uh that's why his career was so long. And uh he just he fueled my childhood. He doesn't know it, but he fueled my childhood. <laughs> he fueled a lot of our childhood. Sure did. Is he kind of a key designer with, with Hot Wheels? Absolutely. He's there's so many, so many guild designers that have come and gone and who are there now. But Larry is basically, to me, will always be the godfather of designers. He was there long, many, many years. And uh, so many of his designs found their way in my collection. And when I was a kid and I was playing with these cars and uh, the large charge was another one. I mean, had a, it was just such a sleek model. He really, when I say he fueled my childhood, he seriously fueled my childhood. <laughs> well, there's some really cool cars that weren't really even real cars. Yeah, a lot of fantasy models. Fantasy cars that were so cool and for us little kids, even us adults, kind of fun. You, you know, you think about maybe a, a, a Barris car that's uh, some kind of a crazy, crazy vehicle that didn't exist in reality or maybe one existed and they would take that and modify on it. You know, I always ask my guests, I kind of crawl on their head and ask if they were a vehicle, if they were manifest, what they would be. I'm going to twist this up to put a Hot Wheels spin on it. Neil, if you were a Hot Wheels car, which one would you be? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> I would probably, if I don't remember if it was made, there was a version of it made, but I would probably pick the 1987 Buick GNX, uh, the Grand National GNX. Okay. Um, Why is that? Well, here's the thing. Back when Buick Regals were being driven, let's face it, kids weren't driving them. Mm-hmm. The parents weren't driving them. Your grandfather was driving them. It was it was an older it was an, it seemed like an older car for uh you know for the older sector, and but when the G the GNX came out or the Grand National, I mean all of a sudden you've got this Buick Regal. It's all in black, you know. It's got chrome on the rims and sporty interior, and it went zero to sixty in five and a half seconds. It was even faster than the '87 Corvette back in the day. So the unassuming look of that car, but with that sneaky fast power, <laughs> yeah. Is something that I can relate to. I like to I like to fly under you know under the radar, but I have that power if I need it. Well, you do, especially on twelve speed bicycles on marine bases. Yeah, so, seriously. Yeah, fly under the radar. <laughs> Didn't get under that radar. Uh, <laughs> well, you did finally when you had your day in court. But uh, I always ask my guests about reading. If somebody wanted to find, are there are there great books about Hot Wheels cars? Uh, you know, there haven't been a whole lot coming out over the past few years, but if they look on Amazon and just Google or not Google, or you could Google, if you just look on Amazon with the, with the keywords Hot Wheels, you'll get several. Mine will come up. I, I've been doing a series since 2015 uh, that covers the treasure hunt segment, which is the more valuable uh, section uh, from 1995 on to present. There just seemed to be a niche for it, uh, and that's why I chose it. Now, I didn't have enough time to cover the whole line from 68 on up. It's just... It's impossible. By the time you gather that information and you release a book, it's going to be out of date. Right. So the Treasure Hunt Price Guide is a uh, it's an annual release where I update it every year and I re-release it. And where can people find that? You can find that on Amazon. Uh, just you can type in Hot Wheels Treasure Hunt Price Guide or my name, and uh, it'll come. It'll bring my Amazon author page up. 
There you go. Very cool. I'll make sure to put a link to that on Neil's show notes page. One more quick break, and we're going to come back for the ultimate drive. We might make this one a little interesting, so sit tight. We'll be right back. (laughs) Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is Tech Force Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. Tech Force helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. All right, Neil, we're back. I always ask my guests if they could go on an ultimate drive, what would it be? And this is about picking the car, picking the vehicle you're with, and what are you going to be doing? So let's put a Hot Wheels spin on this one, too. Let's say if you could take any Hot Wheels car and make it into a real car, no matter how crazy it is, which one would you pick to actually get in and drive? And then who would you go for a drive with? Oh, I'd have to go with my all-time favorite. That's a 1969 Pontiac GTO Judge. <laughs> okay, that's cool. And who would you be riding with? Oh, there's so many to choose from. If I had to be general, I would pick any soldier who gave their lives uh, in, in combat. But if I had to pick one, I would pick uh, General Jimmy Doolittle. Ooh, yeah. now there you go. That would be really, really, really interesting. Amazing person. Uh, World War Two. I mean, just what what he did and and his guys. Holy cow! I mean, it, it was incredible. Yep. Yeah. What I mean, what would be the first question you would ask him? How in the world did you talk those guys into going on a one way mission? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a it's a it's a tribute to a soldier, and soldiers do the mission, mm-hmm. and you know, and uh, you don't know if you're going to come back on many missions most you plan you always plan on it but in that case it was we're not coming back guys yep it's 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 always been said you can never underestimate the heart of a volunteer and those guys that flew that day you have to remember that the united states morale was at an all-time low we had just been hit by pearl uh pearl harbor had just recently been hit the war wasn't going well pan was advancing Uh, it just we had nothing going on at that time that was positive. It was all negative news. And th- when they put together this raid, they knew it was most likely going to be a one-way win- a one-way mission. And uh, But what Jimmy Doolittle accomplished that day with the rest of his raiders was just uh, the morale was instantly boosted because Japan started to figure out we're not as invincible as we thought. Yeah. This, this is insane. I can't believe this just happened. And you got these guys that were just willing to put their lives on the line. They put their toes, they put their boots on the line, and they went, and they did it. The only drawback from that, and I hate to even bring it up, but as motivating for the United States as that that mission was, China paid a really heavy price, so that should never be forgotten. Japan was so upset with China for housing you know, uh, our pilots when they crashed in China that they just went on a rampage, and they killed so many Chinese uh, citizens. So there was a price. There was an awful price to that mission, and we can't, we can't forget that part. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, but as uh, what was his name? Isakoro Yamamoto said, I fear all we've done is awakened a sleeping giant absolutely. with terrible resolve. And that's what happened. But that is a very interesting answer to that question. Nobody's said it in that way. So, uh, you know, God bless those guys and everybody who serves the military and their families. Uh, special people. Definitely special people Absolutely. in the world. Uh, you've taken me on a very special ride today, a ride back into my past, my childhood. Got a big, huge smile on my face as we're talking. I've been playing with my Hot Wheels here. <laughs> Before I let you go, is there maybe a parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us uh, in the world of either Hot Wheels or just life? Life in general. Jeez. Uh, I guess maybe I would say don't long too much for the good old days because the good old days are the days you're in now mm. and in the future, you're going to be looking back on these days and wishing you could relive them. So don't get too lost in the past, live for the present and look back fondly on the, everything else. And if you got Hot Wheels, don't worry about saving them for the future. Play with yeah, them. Open them up, <laughs> open them up, play with them, put them down the track. You're not going to make a fortune on them. Open them up and play with them. Yeah. Now, if, unless you get a red line in a package, then don't open that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll keep that one. Or, or I, I have a friend who was really into this and he would buy two, one to play with and one to keep in the back. Smart. So, very smart. Yeah. They're so affordable. You can do it that way. Hey, uh, what's the best way for people to uh, keep in touch with you and your website? Uh, well, the website is uh, www.nchwa.com, which is North Carolina Hot Wheels Association. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Neil Giordano. Uh, and you can find me on Amazon. Just uh, search for my name and that'll bring up my author page with all the books that I have available. There you go. I'll make sure to put links to all these on Neil's page. Neil, this has been so much fun. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to Rick Barnett, past guest here, also the chairman of the Concord Pasadera. They're having a special Hot Wheels competition, not competition, but display and uh, kind of like the real cars on the lawn. They're going to have some Hot Wheels cars there uh, at their thing. You can go to their website and I'll put a link to that on Neil's page. If you have some Hot Wheels you think might be super special, you can submit those. They might accept them and you can have your cars on display there, which would be kind of cool. Uh, first time I've ever heard of something like that so that's pretty cool so thank you rick for doing that yeah rick's been absolutely instrumental in putting that together at the concourse um i i can't wait for that show i'm looking so forward to getting to monterey i can't stand it oh we all are yeah to just getting out and being amongst other people and having fun and again in a few days make sure you listen for bruce pascal he's going to be talking about the uh, holy grail of hot wheels which he happens to have one which is pretty darn cool and since i'm an old surfer uh he's got the right one uh the old bus with the surfboard hanging out the back which is very cool neil thank you for being so generous today with your time your expertise thank you again for serving this great country and your sacrifices and your family for for doing the right thing until you and i talk again i'll see you down the orange track my pleasure this has been great thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to cars to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts download your copy today and we'll see you next time on cars yeah